0: This is Josh from Dark Below, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our Today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, As you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, Uh, our Anchor Sponsorship. At anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle. Uh, any questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com. And please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all your uh, social media platforms, as well as our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and our BitChute channel. Please follow, subscribe. Comment and download. And please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. So, Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran owned and operated company as well. So, please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code Boondog10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening.
1: Some people will go to any lengths to pop, my man. I mean, pop. Like, just this past year, I resorted to deadlifting my girl's Tesla so my chassis could outshine the competition. But what's more important is nutrition, and that just blows my mind. That's why I let TNT Health put together my workout and meal plan and everyone's seeing results now and that's why it makes my heart soar like a hawk to share with all of today's boondoggle fans that if you use promo code boondoggle you can receive 10% off your purchase at tnthealth.com So remember what the Macho Man says. Go to TNTHealth.com, get some product, use promo code Boondoggle, and save. Especially if you want pythons the size that look like they come off of Skull Island. Yeah, 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 now hang it up, hang it up now. Yeah.
2: The pinnacle of rock festivals in the United States. Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival returns to Historic Cruise Stadium. The biggest lineup ever to rock Columbus. Slipknot. Disturbed. Pantera. Flip Evanescence. Judas Priest. Stain. Rise Against. And the original Misfits. Plus, a data with Remember. Falling in Reverse. Breaking Benjamin. three eleven, Sleep to Seether. <laughs> in this moment. Cypress Hill. Sum 41. Kerry King. Anthrax. And that's just the beginning. Over 120 fans. Four days. And for the first time ever. A fourth stage. To give you more metal. More rock and more mayhem. May 16th through the 19th. At Historic Cruise Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Tickets on sale today. At SonicTempleFestival.com or not hold on to
3: your seats grab your girls grab your beer what's going on it's tommy back and you're listening to today's mm-hmm. this is mark metcalf and you are listening, listening to today's boondoggle with bailey on domain cleveland radio you are listening to today's boondoggle with bailey
2: on domain cleveland radio yes kato kalen listens to this all the time now it's I am Monty Heath, someone
4: Heath, and you are listening to Today's Boondoggle Hey,
2: what's up? It's John from Skillet, and you are listening to Today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio
4: What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. Uh, real quick housekeeping note if you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, Google, uh, whatever pa- podcast platform you utilize, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the ones I'm about to bring you today. It's It's another day, we're dealing with another demon what's going on guys how's it so, going man we got uh frank and max here from uh band another demon and uh usually when i have people on for the first time i like to get a quick background so uh will start with you frank originally what did you want to be when you grew up <laughs>
5: me i <Yeah. laughs> i wanted to be a guitarist in a metal band they ain't gonna lie i grew up in an uh in an 80s hair metal band so <laughs> i always wanted to be kind of like my parents so uh and uh then instead of hair metal i saw king diamond and yngwie and then exodus
6: and my life was over after that
4: nice what about you max
6: so we're going with what we wanted to be like when we were like little kids and and it didn't have to be a music thing yeah yeah oh come on man i wanted to do the standard astronaut thing man you know or like go look for like you know dinosaur bones or some stuff. Am I? Yeah, are, we, are we allowed to curse? Or are we not supposed to? Yeah, curse? yeah,
4: yeah. This is are a, this to- a total <laughs> program.
6: <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know then I wound up doing completely other things, but that's great. Yeah,
4: very New York friendly program I got here, so we're good. I appreciate I'm a, that. I'm retired Navy, so I got the sailor's mouth myself. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Cast the fucking
4: butter (laughs) (laughs) and then uh like i mean frank kind of already said it but like uh for you max when did uh the the music thing kind of catch your attention
6: so i was i was born in a in a household where there was music although my parents were not musical my dad was like an aficionado though he used to work during the late 60s and 70s at the fillmore east um, and so he was around all that you know wild stuff back then. and so I heard all that. and then uh, the the defining moment for metal me for metal for me was my local library actually had vinyl, right? And so I went in one day and there was this album that had this amazing cover, just like a sick ass cover, and it was this iron looking eagle thing and it was yellow and or gold looking and whatever screaming for vengeance and uh i took that home and i listened to it and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i actually asked my father because i i just i respect him and i love him so much i was like do you mind if i listen to this is this okay and he was (laughs) like listen to whatever you want man So then I went back to the library and I got all sorts of cool stuff, Maiden stuff and like Deep Purple and Sabbath. It was amazing. So that got me onto onto all that stuff. And then um, I went to, then then I got into the natural progression from there was like, you know, 85, 86, all the great initial thrash records came out. And then that just like, you know, knocked me out. And then I went to see, you know, maybe 87 or something. I went to see King Diamond live at L'Amour and the Cro-Mags opened up. And all of a sudden, these dudes were sitting on these other dudes' backs going into the pit and going crazy and whatever. And I'd never seen anything like that. And I went, what is this? And um, I bought Age of Quarrel the next day. And then that brought me into the whole hardcore thing um and then that's it i mean ben you know ben hardcore and and thrash metal and then of course a lot of other music in my life too besides
4: that nice nice yeah i you know he brought back the memories for me too is like how good we had it with with i, I mean hopefully you know i see vinyl kind of making a comeback but i was always like mm-hmm. a visual person you know it's like the artwork and stuff would attract you to it, and I remember, uh, like I've shared this story multiple times, but it's like, you know, one Christmas because you know here we are Christmas weekend, you know, and I remember like my sister was like in it, Rod Stewart, and Leaf Garrett, and shit like that back in the day, and you know she's opening up the her her albums, and there they are, and then for whatever reason, like my dad or somebody got her Kiss Alive, yeah, and she was just like, "What is this? Ew!" And I'm sitting across the room, and I'm just like, "Oh, you know." Yeah, yeah. Like, Give me that. Yeah. And then that was it. Then I was off, man. You know, it's just like <laughs> the visuals. And then being able to sit there and like read the lyrics and what listen, you know, just go on that journey when you play the record, you know, and go through the artwork and stuff. It's just, you know, I I hope it keeps making a comeback because all this uh the stream and stuff. I mean, it's convenient, but you know, you lose that, you know.
6: Absolutely. I, I was in um I was in a record store yesterday, um, just shopping for my dad and uh the whole the thing of flipping through right you know flipping through and and you know stopping or passing at various things and things that you know a lot of things that you know already and you're like ah that's cool just to see that you know or something that you're like oh wow that's a re-release that's really cool i grabbed like three things for myself um and i'll say one other thing about that too that you basically mentioned was you know when when you're using a digital device for years before like now we have spotify and all that where they'll show you like artwork and stuff like that remember with like with earlier di- earlier digital stuff like the ipod it was just all black and white it was just a song name you know the the yeah. album the song name whatever and it was just black and white and you would just scroll through there was nothing to it yeah it's very it, sterile. It, yeah it just it missed everything you know yeah you're right it was convenient but it there's nothing like I got my final collection over there. There's
4: nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, it was like, you know, I mean, I, I just came from the gym and it's convenient to throw on my headphones and then, you know, get on Apple music and like, all right, what do I need to get me, get me through yep. this workout or whatever, you know? So it's good to have that there, but yeah, the, the art of just, you know, cause it, that's part of like the rush of the world. Everything's like hurry, hurry, hurry. And that, you know, when we, it's almost like getting into meditation or something, you know, when we just get to chill and listen to our album and like the world stands still for a little bit. And and then there's something to it, man. It's like, it's a spiritual experience.
5: That New York time everybody's getting into, you know, with the, with the give it to me now. You remind me a story. We, we played in Wallingford not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And on my ride over to the venue, I passed the, uh, the Trumbull mall in Connecticut and there was an fye that i used to stop there before where i went to rehearsal with my old band uh, a while ago and i would do the same thing flip through look at all the artwork look at this look at that and you know when you're when you're doing stuff with a band you want to see what's relevant and this and that it's like you felt more connected music was tangible
0: now yeah. it's just an
5: abstract thing and people are so flippant with it instead of being able to grab onto something and you know that's why you know, merch is great. You know, when you're when you when you got good artwork and you could at least get it out to the fans at the show, you know, then then there's a connection that they don't know the kind of connection that we used to have, but they're getting a taste of it there. You know?
4: Yeah, uh, that yeah. makes sense.
5: To you, but,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Going back to Kiss, man, they knew how to market. You know, <laughs> man, uh, lunch boxes comics,
6: yeah,
5: bowls. coffins. Coff- yeah, right, right.
6: <laughs> kiss coffin.
5: <You> know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dimebag's in a kiss coffin, isn't he? It, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Eddie Van Halen's guitar, I believe. With Eddie Van Halen's guitar, yeah. yeah,
4: exactly. So, look at that, man. Wow, that's like a time capsule in itself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, crazy. Kind of literally, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, so, you know, you start going to shows, you guys start, uh, you know, when was it where you guys started performing yourself and getting into? You know, playing. I'll defer to Frank on that first.
6: Me?
5: Uh, So the first ever performance I had, um, it was three dudes, me and uh, two other guys. uh, One's a Marine and uh, the other one's not with us anymore. But we were playing a graduation party as like an impromptu thing at uh, at a VFW up in Brewster, New York. And we literally scared the shit out of everybody but four people in the room. And we enjoyed every minute of it so we just kept going you know we're playing like death metal and slayer stuff and uh you know sucking at it too it wasn't wasn't (laughs) but it was fun and uh you know ever since then it's been like uh we had like a little bit of a steamroll and it it was fun we've uh i i've personally played i know max does as well uh played not only in the states but in canada and in europe and it just it just It's such a great feeling, especially when you're in a place where you have never been before, have absolutely no clue what to expect. And there are people just into it. And it's, you know, it's it's such a great, rewarding feeling as a
6: musician. So from that record from from that first show or. Was that the show that we are now, that you gave us the recording of for the new song that we're working on?
5: No. So that was that was funny, too. So when I first started my my first real band, uh, it was called Metadox, um, we played a battle of the bands at Brewster High School. And I was the only one that was not in high school. I wasn't a super senior. I had graduated from my regular high school. <laughs> my bandmates were in that high school. And we played an instrumental set of um, some thrashy death metal, and we won the Battle of the Bands. It was it was fun. So uh, it, we we were lucky enough to get a recording of the show off of a camcorder that was made into an MP3. So the quality of it is, like, crazy. But, you know, it feels like one of those old-school underground albums. So it's pretty fun.
6: Yeah, and then so he handed that to us and was like, you know, I'd like to do this song. This is, you know, in honor of my buddy. Um, and so it's one that we've been working on now from, you know, however long ago that was decades. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, that's really cool. Right. All the way from your earliest, you know, shows to, to, you know, reorganizing it somewhat and putting it together now. So it's really cool.
4: Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then like Max, so, uh, you know, you've talked about that experience at, uh, seeing King Diamond and the Crow mags and stuff. And then when did, uh, you know, um, you start getting the the itch to start playing. Yeah. So, so
6: that, you know, um, that story is, is, is one of my favorites. Um, So I, I had put together a band, uh, you know, the local thing that we all do, right. With a couple of guys. And, and um, I'm, I might be like a couple of, uh, you know, weeks, maybe a year or two older than Frank, let's just say, you know. Um, And uh, so I wound up uh, putting a band together and and they, you know, everybody's gone on to do some really cool things. But that was at the time when CB's was at its, you know, at the matinee peak. So I went down um, by myself one time. So we hadn't played a show yet. This was the, with, with my band. but We we rehearsed a lot. We hadn't played a show yet. We were young. It was really young. And we went, I went down to CB's. I forget who I was there with, but whatever. Anyway, and we, you know, we kind of all knew each other. And I was talking to Pete Kohler, and um, he was saying something about Armand leaving, and uh, and I just yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a drummer, whatever, and he's like, give me your number, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, 16, I was 16, so I'm sure I'm like, sure, all right, I'll give you, you know, and then like I went home and I was like, ah, Pete Kohler asked me for my number, Pete Kohler asked me for my number, like whatever, and I didn't hear anything for six months. In the meantime, my, my band that I had put together had played and it was fun and all that six months later, I get a call and it was Pete. And he told me to come down and, and I, I played with them for a few days. And next thing I know we were playing at the anthrax. Um, so that was literally the first couple of shows, like it was the first shows I ever played. And then from then on, you know, I, I got sort of, uh, It was a bit of a hired gun in a whole slew of different bands. Um, And then, you know, branched off and did all sorts of other things and played music in different ways and then got the itch. And now here we are.
4: Well, I mean, you don't have to be so humble on here, man. It's all right. You know, I mean, you got to play with, uh, you know, I, I read Sick of It All, H2O. Mm And uh Murphy's Law and stuff. Like what were those uh Well, I didn't know. I mean, I can get into
6: it. It's it's not, I mean, I I try to be a nice guy, but it's you know, the question was like, how did you, you know, how did you first get into it and all that kind of stuff? So I didn't want to, you know, go crazy with all the all the stories and stuff. But you know, basically like one thing leads to another, you know, and that's that's really important, is to you never know, right? So
4: it's all very well connected, a lot of those those sure. Sure. So, but you
6: also like you, you also, I think, have to have to, you know, be conscious, too, and not just be like a dummy walking around like you have to, you have to be good at your craft. Right. Yeah. And and when you're at when you're when you're playing right and, and you uh, are representing whatever that band is in that moment, like, you know, there's certain like you should you should be a professional. You know, oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying I wasn't an idiot, I was a young idiot, but at the same time, I knew and I loved what he did, you know. So it's like, all right, man, shit. I just got off stage playing with Burn. Like, fuck man, like that was badass, and I'm gonna carry myself that way. Not conceited, but I'm gonna carry myself that way. And then, you know, you never you never know, you meet somebody else and, and they ask you to do something, and you go and you do it, and you 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 act professionally you show up on time you do the things you got to do and and that's that's really important stuff man that people don't really talk about yeah i mean they sound it may not sound crazy but that's really that's really important
0: no
4: no i i you know i agree 100 percent. i try and teach that to my daughters you never know who's watching and who's in the room with you you know wherever you go you you're you're basically i mean they they invited you into their home you know, into their family and you don't want yep. to disrespect yep. the family while you're there. Like, I mean, I, when I was in the military, it's like, wherever we, we went, we had to respect the cultures, you know, yeah. but first and foremost, you respect, you know, you're representing the United States military, you know, and yeah, were there a lot of us that became idiots, you know, at just add alcohol, you know, and then right. right. Whatever, that, was my like, favorite, that was my favorite additive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, I get what I, I totally connect with you and what you're saying. Cause then that opens so many other doors, Yeah, exactly. you know, for like, Hey man, we we need a guy. And then you got all those amazing opportunities. So
6: that's exa- so I'll just, I I'll just jump in out. on that one real quick. Right. That's exactly how the Murphy's law thing happened. So I had, I had been subbing for, this was the second time I had subbed for sick of it all. Um, And I forget the exact, you know, dates and things like that. Right. But, uh, you know, 90 something, whatever it was. And so I was under the impression that I was going to be going out, uh, we were going to be going to Europe together. Um, and then at the last minute, Armand came back in, which was fine, but I was, I, I didn't really have anything to do. Um, and, uh, so then I, I got a call from Todd youth at some point and he asked if I would come down and check it out. And it was because people had, you know, had just, cross communication you know yeah and uh so then so then i went out i wound up going out the same amount of time i would have been out with sick of it all but just with murphy's law which is great
4: so i picked up another gig and it was terrific so i mean, word of mouth this guy's a professional and he had a good reputation so that yeah definitely is huge yep. you know it's funny uh i was thinking about uh you know the first time i met like jimmy g i was I was still in the military, and I was out at, like, I think it's called Kings Point, New York, outside um, outside, the, outside the city. It was like a um, Merchant Marine Academy. I was okay. there for some training. Wait, and I'm
6: curious, I, where? Do you remember? I thought it was
4: called Kings Point. It probably it really is, was,
6: but, like, was it, it in Queens, or was it up, like like in the it, Hudson? I mean, Long Island it, it, or like the
4: Hudson? It was up outside, like in, in it was very nice area outside the, of of Manhattan. Okay. You know, and then I had to take the bridge to go in. So oh, we had okay. the weekend off and it just so happened, like, uh, I think terror uh, or my, well, my, my one buddy, Aaron, who used to be in integrity was living out in New York at the time. So then I had the weekend off. I went to see him and spend the weekend with him and just so happened that terror was coming through, uh, that weekend as well. And Frank, uh, uh, Florida, Frank, who's now in hate breed, you know, he was my old roommate here in Ohio. He, uh, was playing with terror at the time. So we went and hung out with terror. And that was the first time I met, met Uh Vinnie and stuff, you know, got to go to New York, hardcore tattoo and everything. (laughs) Right. After the, after after the show, we, we went to Manitoba's. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm there on military duty, but I, I had the weekend off. You know, I wasn't in uniform or anything, but we're making small talk. I get introduced to Vinny and shit. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here, uh, you know, military training. Next thing I know, like Vinny gets up on the bar and he's like, listen, all you motherfuckers. This guy here is better than anybody in this fucking. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to get me killed, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This no, guy no, serves no. our country. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Yeah, yeah, saying? yeah.
6: Uh, that's awesome wow you just brought up man i mean the the manitobas man holy shit
4: yeah i'm just like
6: forget just because it's a a, you know it's been a while like that whole that whole part of the lower east side was really fun like there was there was a lot of really cool places to hang out and you know it it's like besides a lot of the places that you that you've heard of like There was Dick, you know, Manitoba's, right? Um, Or you'd originally, too, there was um, before it got kind of posh, there was um, Niagara and then uh, 7B um, and something else I'm forgetting. But we would just make the rounds, you know, and wherever you went, like you'd be like, hey, cool, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you'd hang out with everybody all night. That's great. But that's an amazing introduction to like hanging out, man. You're,
4: oh yeah, you're man. Next
6: thing oh, yeah. you know, Vinny's on the bar and he's like, ah, doing his thing yeah. for you. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I it felt like I was getting knighted or something. You, know, like, <laughs> you my were, routine, you know, and shit. Yeah, you, know? you were, man. But at the time, I was just like, I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it was awesome. And like, yeah, me and Vinny have been, have been cool ever since. And that's uh, great. All those guys, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so um, let's get you know, when did uh, another demon then come together for you guys? I will
6: defer to Frank.
5: I was going to defer to you, but that's fine. <laughs> I've been but, talking
4: well, too much, dude.
6: I, I've been talking too much.
5: My uh, my old bandmate, uh, and drummer, uh, another Frank. So by by for the first little bit of this band, we were going just by our initials to tell each other apart.
0: Right. Um,
5: we uh, we started jamming after a while. Uh, we hadn't played with each other in a long time. So we started jamming like right when everybody started feeling comfy after covid. Uh, and he and I were not like really covid scared people. So we didn't care about getting together. Uh, and he had a space. So we got there. We got in the space and uh, you know, we were jamming some stuff and it was having, we were having fun. I put an ad out on Craigslist and then this fucking guy answered. And I had no idea because it's like, you know, we had a couple of people answer and I, I worded it specifically that, you know, we didn't really want kids. We wanted, you know, mature, serious musicians, uh, looking to see where things are going. Right. So I ended up meeting Max at, uh, at a place, uh, called blazers, which is now kind of like a, a sacred place for us to go. um,
6: good uh, goodbye after food. uh
5: after how many beers <laughs> uh we hit it off we had a great connection um we jammed a couple times with everybody in the band and then uh we went in and we went straight into recording and uh it took us a little bit because we had a little bit of a personnel change thing and people had health issues and whatnot um so that recording um that we have out now Frank Vaterina played drums on um, and we did the arrangements and some, uh, he wrote some lyrics to some of the songs. Um, We had that. I did all the guitars uh, for pretty much every, every, I did all the guitars on every song and, uh, you know, Max did the bass and sang, obviously. He did a great job. Um, We then added in a friend of Max's from a while ago that we all met together at a possessed show in New York City. Uh, His name is June Takashita, right? I said it right? And- Takeshita, close enough. Yeah, spell it, take a shit up. Uh, But uh, (laughs) he came in and he laid down some great leads and uh, we were fortunate enough too that uh, I'm friends with James Murphy from uh testament an obituary um for him to do some work with us too so he did a guest spot on one of our songs and uh came together pretty nicely yeah
0: Yeah.
5: and uh i'm pretty proud of it i i honestly i can't i can't lie i'm most proud of this recording than i am everything else i've ever done because it's a it's It's solid and it's a true representation of us instead of uh, other people's opinions on songs and everything else. Like really, we made what we wanted to make.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in on that and fill a little bit of a blank too. Hmm. So the whole reason that, um, that I answered the thing on Craigslist, right. Um, And it always, it all reminds me of like years and years ago of um, picking up the village voice and like going through the ads, like for, for, bands and stuff because a million years ago that's what you had to do you had to put a fucking ad in the village voice you know yeah. um but it's you know so people I, I think like when they hear craigslist they might be like oh anybody could do that or whatever but like you got to sift through a lot of people um but i had also just put out um a a, a four song ep and that's what you heard so when i when i responded that's what you heard and so you knew that I was doing something that, you know, had a sort of a vocal style and, you know, some of the writing style that was, you know, it, it, that that you liked. Right. So it wasn't just yeah. we were like, you know, out of no, it was it was out of nowhere, but it wasn't out of nowhere musically. Sure. Uh, yeah. And the other thing was these guys wind up. They live like, you know, 20 minutes, half hour from me. And I'm going like, wait a minute. They've been doing this kind of stuff. They knew each other for years. They've been doing this stuff for for years. Who the hell are these guys? And, uh, you know, so then, you know, we got together and it was really, it was really great. just, it worked out so well. And I have to give a quick shout out to uh, Richie Kennan from Sub-Zero, who runs this, who is the engineer and runs the studio um, that we did it at up in Brewster. It's called Barking Dog Studios. And I've been doing everything uh, for years there. And the sound on that thing—it's my—it's the thing I'm most proud of too. The sound on that thing is just is incredible. He's a wizard, man. The guys, a wizard.
5: Yeah, and he's got a lot of toys for us to play with in the studio that make it sound <laughs> primo awesome. Yep. Yeah, he's a great guy. Do you, know, great guy. Do you know Richie?
6: Uh, no. Okay, so you know Sub Zero, though, right?
4: uh yeah but i mean i i know of them but i okay. uh, i figured everybody i figure
6: everybody knows lou and if you know and yeah, uh, know, and maybe yeah Richie, so
4: yeah i mean i was more like uh uh in with like ezak and the scarhead yeah gotcha guys and then mad gotcha. ball and stuff and then obviously you know agnostic front yeah so. gotcha but uh and then you know um i wanted to i, I was wanted to talk about the EP name because I'm very into like uh, the occult and uh, you know, the conspiracy world and stuff like that. So it Mm -hmm. obviously got my name, but uh, what was your guys' inspiration for uh, as above, so below? Should we,
6: should we deflate? Should we deflate (laughs) a little bit of that or no? (laughs) Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So when I got in there to their studio where they, where they were jamming, there was, you know, they had all sorts of like, you know, stuff on the walls and whatever. And there was one of these like little, you know, like little scroll things. And it said, as above, so below. And I'm aware of the phrase, you know, and I I, I love the idea of it. Um, so I was like, oh, awesome fucking name for a song. And then the way what I wrote for the lyrics was really about, you um, it's a little bit different than, than the, what people take it as, as the, you know, for the meeting meaning, but it's really just kind of an expansion of it. My whole thing is like basically a a soul that's trapped. All right. And Mm -hmm. the, the character, the person, whatever you want to call it, the entity is the messenger between both worlds and basically has to see what happens in both worlds at all times um and is basically sort of advising people on what's going to happen and it's not good yeah yeah
5: and and musically for uh for the way that we arrange the song there's a a big clean dip in the middle of the song before it comes into a uh much more crazy uh fast-paced portion and it's like you know you're traveling down and then you're coming back up but you're that's the part that you're getting lit on fire with you know it's uh it's a it's a real uh it's a real nice song to play and uh and get a little spiritual while we're doing it you know yep. so it, it it's definitely our our end of show ritual Yep. and uh yeah it's a, there's a little musical catharsis going on there at least in my head on the stage i know uh i know same with max
4: yep Well, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about how it was like, you know, it could be a spiritual experience when you're sitting down and still and going, listening, a lot of old vinyls too. Like they, the whole, the whole uh, record told like a story from beginning to end, you know, every, every song, is there something kind of similar with that uh, EP? Well, the themes are the themes, you know,
6: uh, that I, we did because it was because it was a collection of songs that you know we had come together on um yeah. it, it's it wasn't thematic in that way although you know stuff that we're writing now is definitely uh we look at it definitely as what will what would work together right um, which is really really fun because you know we're at we're, we're really you um writing our own stuff that is comes from everybody at this point A train
5: Um, text a day with ideas.
6: Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, the the goal with this first one was just to write stuff that was um, certainly dark. It's very important. Um, But I also I I try to be interesting. I try not to say things the exact same way that a lot of other people do. So, um, uh, you know, it's just it's just the way the way I, I like to write stuff. So. Um, if I think about the different songs, right? Um, yeah, so the first one actually was basically kind of written for me, right? So um, Reduced to Ash, which is uh, an Evil Dead reference. Then right. um, second is... Deaf Gods. Deaf Gods, okay. So Deaf Gods, that was kind of, that was one of the first ones I wrote. So Deaf Gods is definitely, you know, that's, that's about um, basically being let down Um, and there's some autobiographical aspects to it, uh, being really let down when I really felt like I could have used some kind of spiritual help um, and feeling like they were all deaf when I needed them. Um, And then uh, Skull Vessel is just a song I wrote about crazy ritual stuff that I thought was pretty cool. Um, And then we have Drawn and Quartered, right? Mm Um, and drawn and quartered—that's just that's pure history, you know. That's about what they used to do to people oh, yeah. who were, you know, who were who were intelligent and experimenting with science in a time when people didn't uh, appreciate that, to say the least. And you'd wind up burn drawing. the witch, yeah, <laughs> you know, or just yeah. for funsies, yeah, yeah, or just for funsies if they didn't like the person, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know.
4: But- and that was the track you worked with uh, James on yeah. recording too, yeah. right? That was yeah, yeah I
6: was Frank, Frank, you get you can defer to that, how you know.
5: Yeah, no, I I uh we we have some mutual friends and uh you know we chat all the time about gear and stuff like that, you know, because we're you know, this is the best time in the world to be a guitarist in in you know, with the amount of gear that's out there that you could buy. And James is a big gearhead, and he owns a studio in Florida. So uh we chatted it up and I sent him a the track. I was like, hey, what do you think about this? the first thing that he sends me back in all caps with exclamation points is thrash. And he, (laughs) he hasn't really been playing uh, thrash in a while. And he, he, uh, you know, he, he took his time with it and we'll say, uh, he, and he, he thought it out pretty, uh, pretty well, what he wanted to do. And, uh, I'm grateful to him, uh, because he's, uh, he's a phenomenal guitarist and, uh, he didn't like try to outplay everybody in the band. You know, there's some people he has to do a guest spot, and they're like, "Okay, I have to pull out every stop in the book to just throw this into a song." And you're like, "I can never replicate that." What the hell does this guy do? He, he, he put like 12 tracks on a solo, but uh, <laughs> James played with us, not not you know, not at us, and that that was a good that was a good thing, um, and I'm I'm grateful to him with that. You know, I also want to give a shout out to. Um, to uh one other person that that helped uh with the album it's like a kind of like a i don't want to say a silent editor but like i valued his opinion and uh carl sanders from nile um i talk with him all the time he's he's a good friend too and uh he loves our stuff and it 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 made me feel good that he said that uh deaf gods in particular he was like i could listen to this song all day you guys really nailed it and he says you guys are like you know, you're taking that whole Slayer vibe and you're killing it and you're making it heavier, you know,
4: so that felt good. Nice. And uh, one of the main things that – oh, go ahead, Max. I was going to
6: say, too, James Murphy played on, I don't know, maybe one of my top three, at least, Testament records, too, right? He played with Lombardo on The Gathering. So like you know that's, that record is so sick, man. So that's like that's just a big thing for me too. So
4: uh, yeah. So one of the main things that I really wanted to ask you guys about too, because I'm curious about this whole process and and bringing us back to vinyls and, and and pressing vinyls and stuff. But you guys have uh, you're getting ready to put out a single with uh, I mean for people like there's a message, and inspiration, um or you know just uh personal messages that people can get or whatever in the process so there's only going to be like one of you know it's going to be very unique how is this explain this for the for the audience <laughs> this process and 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 the the inspiration of, of doing this
6: okay no 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 you start and then I'll fill in all right so is so it was you who they they contacted initially fair
5: okay so um there's a small record company slash record shop uh, in Brooklyn, New York called Least of All Records, right? Uh, spelled very funny, so it took me a second to figure out that that's what it was.
6: L-E-E-S-T uh, E-S-T and then A-V-A-L-L.
5: Yeah. Least of All Records uh, contacted us, uh, a young lady by the name of Emily, and uh, she said she heard our stuff, uh, she saw that we were booked up in Rochester, and she gave our stuff a listen, and she wanted to do a direct vinyl recording with us. So she explained the process, and we basically go into their studio. Uh, they mic everything up, uh, they get some levels, and uh, we do a straight live recording, one shot, one, one kill. song, just like that. One song, it's a seven-inch vinyl. It's only one song that we're able to do, um, and we do a pre-order for the song, and however many we sell, however many copies we we do that day, uh, we have a little note for the people that uh, that purchase it uh, that gets added onto it, and that's it. We can't record more than five
6: minutes of music on the on the seven inch. And the cool thing about I, I think the thing that that pulled me into it was the reason why it's done that way is because they have this really old. I don't know, like '50s or something, lathe cut machine. Mm. So as you're playing it, right? Like, yeah, it's it's going through the board or whatever. There, yeah, it's going through their board. But on the other end, it's immediately being etched into the into the the glass. Um, uh, what do they call that? The glass uh, master. Yeah, or, uh, the glass master of the seven inch. So like. That's it man like they you hit go and that's it and you can see you know give the shout out to people you know say say their names and things like that but it's really cool cuz it's cutting it right then and there.
4: Yeah, that's sweet man. Yeah, I, it's really I, cool that concept and uh definitely you know uh, something that uh unique for the 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 fans to Yeah. Uh, latch on to and put it put their order in it reminded me a little bit of i mean it's kind of different because it's like you know it's like the keychains where you find your child's name or whatever but i when i was a kid there was like my mom and dad got me this little like vinyl that was for billy you know yeah yeah yeah. happy birthday billy that's awesome for all the billy's it wasn't just for me
6: (laughs) no it was for you man that day (laughs) that was for you yeah I well, love they, that. I mean, that's if so If we cool. go through you
4: guys, though, in order of this, it right, be. right, right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. All those that's other sweet. billies.
6: I think <laughs> yeah. we have to like. Right? Don't we have to say like in the beginning? We have to say the people's names that we're shouting out.
4: And I then believe so. Song, it's almost yeah. like a vinyl cameo. You guys. Are it's doing. a vinyl. Ca- yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
5: So. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
4: that's pretty sweet, man. I, I, I definitely. Uh, Interest in that concept so like if if uh hey,
6: can i jump on that for a second yeah so the song title for that we're doing a new song called get dead and i'm wondering if this is a, a a familiar concept to you all right so the lyrics are about um the old kill cards that you know in world war ii and in nam when you know a, a division or i'm not sure if the wording is correct but would wind up killing a bunch of the enemy, they would take the the, the card out of the deck, the Ace of Spades, right?
0: Yeah.
6: And either put it in their pocket or nail it to their head. I'm I'm sure you've heard of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's what I wrote the song about. Songs is about kill cards. Yeah.
4: So it's like if you want to buy it for, like, if you want to buy this this, uh, 7-inch for your ex, is that kind of like sending a... So hard or
6: what <laughs> hey there's a there's a marketing idea man don't tell anybody <laughs> don't give it away
5: <laughs> send your ass direct to vinyl that's right <laughs>
4: yeah, but uh yeah i think that concept's like really sweet and if if like uh anybody you know any of the fans uh watching and want to you know are curious about maybe putting in an order because uh, I think, when's the deadline for this thing?
5: Uh, the day that we record, which is the 21st of January. So okay. uh, we have a we have a little bit of time if uh, people still want to do a pre order on it. But uh, it's only going to be available through pre order. And um, Max and I are uh, we love vinyls too, so yeah. we're going to pre order some wow. ourselves. Yeah, not, we're not going to shout out to ourselves, but we're going to. Get some, and maybe at our shows we'll have uh, a limited amount uh, to pick up at on the on our merch tables. But um, but yeah, very limited. Yeah, Yeah.
6: Yeah. if you put
5: least of all records, if you just put least of all another demon in a Google search, the page comes straight up.
4: Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, where people could go if they want to get get on there and put an order in.
5: And we have um. We have a link tree uh, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Uh, we have we have links all over the place, and um, you know we even have ads out on social media too uh, for the pre-order. So it's it's real easy to find it. Um,
4: so yeah, if people get to your guys' socials. There'll be a guide there. Like, where would uh you know for the fans that might be new hearing about you guys on this too, where would you refer fans to go check check you guys out at or follow? Uh,
5: you? I would say Instagram is is probably the uh, the best one for for people to go to, um, for, because you know we also we need the uh, we need the support too. It's great that people like us, but they click it. It makes it even better. Uh, yeah, uh, I, Instagram I is. On that. Instagram.com forward slash another underscore demon underscore official. Uh, you know, we right. can't use spaces anymore have to use underscores uh but you know we're, we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on uh spotify we're on band itunes Bandcamp. Band our Bandcamp is another demon.bandcamp.com
6: that's um, a good spot too just because you so frank is a master of this stuff um and there, there's it's a real it's a good place to get merch too and yeah. he's also a merch master so like he's got he you know, there's really, really stuff on there, and I'm not trying to just be a salesman. It's cool stuff. We got, we got tons of shirts, and uh, one thing I will say is uh,
5: that's really shocked me about our response. We've sold out of merch twice already, and we've only been out since September 22nd, 2003, uh, 23, right? Yeah. So wow. we've only been out what three, uh, three months yeah. as of tomorrow, yeah, right? And we've sold out of our merch twice already. And it's wow. not like we
6: had one t-shirt.
5: That's a good a problem to
0: have, though. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
6: Yeah. The, 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 the reception, the response, however you want to say it, has been so fucking cool and so much fucking fun.
4: Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a, it's been such a blast. Yeah, but I feel you on that whole, like, you know, the help with the social media thing, man. It's just like another thing of where everything's headed. Like, you know, it's like, Certain interviews, like I, I try and get. Ah, you don't know, got enough likes. I'm like, I got people like me. I don't know,
0: you know, but yeah, you know, <laughs> media likes. What are you talking about? You know, so,
6: if we were in a bar, I'd buy you beer. We'd sit down. We'd talk. <laughs> we'd like each other. What's the matter? <laughs> yeah, you don't have enough likes, man. Like, I, uh, you know, I yeah,
3: know. Man, it's it's the, way way.
6: <laughs> the thing, is, I, I'm not gonna complain though, and I know you're not either, just because, like when you think about doing this stuff compared to when we first started right years a million years ago let's say um the advantages that we do have with social media right far outweigh any difficulty that they may um, present to us as a band because it's so much easier for people to find out about you now i mean it used to be really fun right like i go down to cbs and there used to be some records. Um, some is was the name of the place, mm-hmm. um, right, right down there. And you'd go down and you'd be like, ah, what's this? You know, this tape today. You know, what? Who put out a demo and whatever? And it was awesome. But you got to remember, like that was pretty local. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe if a band came down from you know the northeast or something and they brought a few um, demo tapes to to drop off, you know, and and if it was a seven inch, that was a huge investment um that's what you got you know and then there was like mail order that you would hear like from word of mouth which was fucking super fun right mm. but now obviously if we can get to you know uh, australia you know by like going Beep. yeah yeah so that's yeah. Pretty cool.
4: yeah no there's a lot of benefits like you said yeah for sure i remember i i used to do uh, uh i was a promoter here in cleveland you know i'd book shows and clubs back in the day and like my first show, actually I did was this place called the the Fantasy Nightclub out out here in uh, Lakewood, and it, it was headlined by Scarhead and Ringworm, uh-huh. uh, and uh, yeah. So it, it but but you know it, you would go to Kinkos with the band logos and, and make your own little flyers and shit, and then you you'd be like at the record exchange and at the other clubs, and yeah. I'm friggin'. Uh, telephone polls and whatever, yeah. man, to, to promote. There wasn't like, you know, because half the time people are saying they're going to come to your thing on Facebook just to be nice, you know, or they're, they're or I'm usually the maybe guy, just so interested, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. interested or maybe guy, just so it's like I'm not saying no, but yeah. probably not coming, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah you know, but it was like they was the hustle it was real though, man. And uh-huh. that's how, you know, I remember so many, uh, guys that I, I ran with. Here locally that that I would see them, see them, and I see why they're at where they're at today. And the ones right. that didn't put into work, you know, right. same thing. Right. You know,
5: hey, but, you know, it's uh, something yeah. about that too. Can can I just like add when we yeah. just played in Rochester, right? The event on Facebook had twenty three people going, so we were like driving up there like uh, six hours. Shit, we twenty three people. We got there. It was like almost two hundred people in the club. So you know, wow. some people just don't want to click the fucking button. Just right. click the button.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it makes
5: me feel good while I'm while I'm going there, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: exactly. And yeah. we were going to take the anxiety out, you know? Yeah. Right. We were going anyway, but yeah, we were
6: going anyway. We were going to play the bug jar in Rochester. We were just yeah. fucking psyched. But like, you know, we were like, okay, so if this winds up being, you know, just a few people and it's a great, you know, we have we just have a blast. Fuck it. That's awesome. And then it wound up being awesome.
4: Yeah, uh, just take yeah. it back to that uh, VFW experience, you know. You're yeah. a blast. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me,
6: I wanted to jump into and ask you a quick question. Back to that Scarhead show at the time, right? Yeah. Do you remember who was playing drums at the time? Uh, it was Goat. Ah, it was Eric, man. Ah, yeah. Yeah, what, and Boston was,
4: Mike was still around. Yeah, he was still uh, the, the uh, with us, beast. so to he was speak. There.
6: Um, What's that? He was still with us, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's great there. that it was that it was GOAT, man. But Eric I'll tell you was... what,
4: man, you know, it's like, and that's when I first met the guys. I got introduced to them through Frank when Frank was still in Ringworm. And for being my, my first show and having a guarantee, you know, I was like, so I, I, this better do guarantee. good, you yeah. know, or, or I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. but no, it ended up going well. And we all, like, they all stayed at our house. I got this picture of us the next morning. It was like a big Scarhead sleepover party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: that's awesome that's awesome i asked because um to one of my one of my absolute best buddies um i think he i think he played after goat left um mark levy uh played drums for them for a while um and then but of course you know goat as well who's also a great great buddy of mine and known him for 100 million years because we're drummers he played in murphy's law i think right after i did and all that so anyway that's why i asked
4: yeah yeah no, it was it was it was a good uh experience and it went you know it went well and then I you know I had a decent run in that that world for a, for a little bit and got made a lot of friends that I'm still friends with today because I you know you just try and do business right and yeah. you know people remember that like you said that professionalism thing. I wasn't always professional I'm not saying that because I get, I mean I I'm I'm 14 years sober now but let's just say mm-hmm. back then I was running a little too you know yeah. a little so too modern some things yeah 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 exactly but uh but i always treated i to the best of my ability always treated the bands right and yeah they remember that today there's guys that i run into and it you know pays off i go up to the club oh you don't have to pay cover come on you took care of me back in the day and right yeah so
6: you
4: know yeah and let me say
6: this too by no means am i trying to, to to present an image that i was uh a, a sober guy or anything like that. When I talk about that, that was not absolutely not the case, but you're absolutely right. Like the, just the, the being professionally, being professional business wise, that's all I mean. Yeah. You just take I don't, care you remember,
4: of it. I don't know if you remember cold is life from Detroit. I don't a hardcore uh, band from Detroit. I brought them in for a show and, uh, was hoping for the big, the whole big scar buzz. It was a weeknight though. So it didn't do well at all, but I had a guarantee, you know, so I had to go to the ATM yep. money out of my account, man. And I, yep. I honored that. And, uh, you know, uh, later on down the line, Jeff, who was the singer at the time of Cola's life, I went to Detroit to see, uh, Mike Patton and Tomahawk. Oh yeah. <laughs> to perform. And Jeff was running sound. He's like, you want to meet Mike Patton? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. And he took me. I got to meet Mike Patton because fucking I took care of him back in the day. He, you know, so it's yep. just like that. It, it, it was. It's just I'm. I'm grateful, man. I look yeah. back at even all the the hits and misses. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, but if
6: people thing, can man. say, you know, if people can look back at that and say, you know, he was a solid guy, you know, yeah. that's that's I think really important.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's what's most important to me, you know, like a, any kind of legacy to live, leave behind is just, you know, what are the people going to say about you at your funeral? You know, yeah. hopefully, you know, something good. So that's, yeah. it was a that's love what I try and work towards today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's mine. <laughs> but uh, um, So before we get ready to wrap up, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions I normally ask uh, guests I have on. Uh, who are three people who have inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today?
6: you first okay so all all around like it's not just music
4: yeah all around
6: oh man uh so okay this is not to sound corny right this is the truth like I've been that you know I, I think we're all probably lucky to have at least that many people and I hope people would have at least that many people right so, um, yeah, oh, man. I mean, I got to go back right off the bat. I'm gonna lump, um, I'm gonna lump my folks together, right? And and we had a hard upbringing. Um, it was a really difficult beginning of of our of my life and my family's life. Um, so I give them a lot of credit. I saw them. You know what it was? I saw them work their asses off. Um, and we didn't we didn't all get along, you know, so there's so there's that I say that, you know, cautiously, but I saw them work their asses off. And so that that plays a huge part in in all aspects of my life because, you know, I'm not playing music professionally, you know, all the time. So like I work, you know, and and seeing how they conducted themselves and how they got us um, to where we were, to, where we are today or even where they we were just a few years later. Huge one. Um uh, man. Can we go back and forth? Can you do one and then I'll do one and then you do one? That's a great idea. So we
5: yeah, have a little yeah,
6: time to between, bro.
5: Um,
6: <laughs> I'm gonna say flat
5: out. Uh the first person that uh molded me into who I am is uh is my grandfather. Um I was fortunate slash unfortunate enough to be born to teen parents. So my grandfather was really my parent. Um, He was a uh, military guy and a politician in New York. And uh, I got to travel in a lot of circles that most people don't get to travel into. And I'm very grateful to that. Um, I learned how to uh, be a properly respectful person by him. Um, I also learned how to test my limitations and that old adage, uh, fuck around and find out.
2: Uh,
5: <laughs> so, so it was a good, uh, it was a really good upbringing and, um, I stayed with him. Uh, I was very close with him right up until he passed away in 2017. I was there with him when he died and, wow. uh, he, I'm still lingering with the effects of that and the fallout from that to today, but, um, I would not have it any other way. And, um, I can only hope to be half the man that he was.
4: Wow. Yeah. My, my, my father was a world war II Marine invasion of Okinawa. And oh uh, no he, he passed around, uh, you know, that same time period, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like everything you were just saying about your grandfather. I was just like thinking about my dad and, and, and everything he that he did in the relationship uh we had and how he molded me so sorry to interject that but yeah you just you got, so, you got you got right? my emotions going there too man appreciate no, no, it I think,
6: I think it's it's great that, that that you know brought that up man and when i think about you know the the history and and i'm big into i'm big into you know all sorts of uh history and you know you said the battle of okinawa man yeah yeah <clears throat> that's amazing it's amazing um so the second, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the second, the second one is also a pair, but I promised the la well, the last one's also a pair too, but it's different. Um, So I'll go for my second people who molded me, molded me later on in life. And actually, I think have gotten me to the best place that I've been. um, And that's my wife and my daughter. And people may say like, ah, that's cheesy. You know, ah, you're, you're your dad, your, you know, your parents, and then your family. Like, no, he's fucking family, man. I mean, these oh, are the people, yeah. that like, you know, so um, I'm an only child, my wife is an only child. Um, and so, you know, we really didn't, we, we didn't have, we just didn't, I didn't grow up with, with much in the way of family, right? So she's been an incredible, like, uh, rudder for me. She directs me really, really well. Uh, keeps me on track, and then when my daughter showed up, it just there was this immediate moment, right? That I, of course, I'll never forget. Where like as soon as I looked at her, I was like, uh, 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 "Me lion, me, you know, me find me, <coughs> me get food for you, me die at job with heart attack or whatever, so you can go," um, and uh, it, like so many things. So you talk about thirteen years sober, right? Like things changed when she started being able to walk and I was like, I need to be able to get up and get out of bed every day and do what I have to do, you know, or, or, I'm a, or be a dick. Right. But like, I didn't want to be so like, yeah, a lot of habits changed. So yep. there was a lot of molding right there. Yep. The and, first, then- and then my last one's a music one.
4: And, and so. another, um, you know, memory bringing up for me, too, man, I've been a single dad to two daughters myself, you know, and, uh, you know, now they're young adult women in college and stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't you know, I talk about my dad and what an influence he was on me, but I probably learned most about how to be a man by raising two daughters. You know, my daughters are awesome, you know, so it's that's like, amazing. How old are they? Uh, 23 and my youngest
6: will be 20 on new year's Eve. Wow, dude. Congratulations. That's amazing. They, did you say they're both in college?
4: Yeah. Yeah. And my, my youngest just got her blue belt in jujitsu. So I'm like, yeah. All yeah. right.
6: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thanks, really
5: man. cool. Yeah. I Thank mean, uh, number 2 I'm going to, I'm going to not be a copycat, but I'm going to be a copycat because it's unique to me too uh my wife and my son my son's uh 13 years old um my wife and i met when we were i guess you'd say we were kids even though we were in our early 20s because uh i like max was smart enough to marry an irish girl and uh we both (laughs) we both tore it up uh for a long time together and um you know after we had our uh after we had our son that that particular day it's actually very very funny so my wife has comfortably numb tattooed on her back and she's kind of a clown right so she's she goes in to get uh to get her epidural and i hear everybody in the operating room just laughing so i'm like what the hell did she do uh and long story short we're in there and uh the anesthesiologist is a metal fan and he knew me because he used to see my old band. And he said, hey, you're a metal dude. You want to peek over the curtain? Oh. So, I, so I peeked over the curtain oh. while, while she was having her C-section oh. and uh, my life completely changed in that one moment for so many reasons. So I was like, Aaron, I love you so much. I see everything now. And uh, then I heard my son start crying and boom a light switch hit and uh all those things that i used to do i stopped um and uh as he was growing up i was still playing music uh up until he was about two And I'll i won't won't ever forget this we played a halloween metal fest in detroit and uh he had said his first word while i wasn't home
6: it was, it, it was, uh, Beelzebub, right?
5: <laughs> it was, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, he had actually said dada while I wasn't home. Uh, so I was like, you know, maybe I really should, uh, should take a break for a little bit. And mm-hmm. you know, I waited until, uh, honestly, I waited till he was probably about 11 or 12, uh, right around the time we started getting together was the was when I really decided to get back into it because I didn't want to be an absent dad, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have a great connection with him. He makes me uh, – strives to make me a better person, but also uh, a little bit of a uh, testing age at 13 with a boy.
0: Yeah. I hear it for with girls,
5: but uh, it's yeah, – it's- yeah. And my wife, uh, I'm I'm very blessed with her. She's super supportive over everything I do. Um, I can't even tell you how much equipment I have and the fact that this what woman hasn't even thought of divorcing me yet.
4: She's
6: bad, <laughs> man. Every fucking week. something. I'm not kidding, She's man. She's running
4: the numbers on eBay, so she knows she'll be set when you're, you're listening. Gone. It's, a, it's a circle of equipment.
0: Things come in, things go out,
6: things come in,
5: things go out.
0: I don't, know how you
5: do
4: it, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Um, yeah. These are the talks I like having, man. You know, yeah. good. It's the good. real shit, you know?
6: Um, so I'm going to go for my last uh, and my last, actually, I'm going to hold this up uh, because this is, uh, you'll see the H on there um, and you will see, uh, let me get it in there. Jeff Hanneman's uh, autograph. Nice. Um, nice so you know all the music that i absolutely love you know and it's everything i play i play drums right and i i play all sorts of world music stuff right when it comes down to it the record that i have played the most far fucking none like i know the record that i have spun the most on vinyl i've played the most on cd and i've played on spotify the most is rain and blood um and to me, uh, Jeff Hanneman was the greatest metal riff writer of all times. And to me, Slayer is just the they're, they're where it's at for me forever. So, you know, I, that doesn't mean that I don't love all the other bands I listen to and all that stuff. But when you talk about molding me as a player, like big time. Big time in terms of my writing and stuff like that. So Jeff Hanman is is huge to me. Nice. All right. So
5: I love how... So Max and I didn't really talk before we did this. <laughs> I didn't know that you are going to ask this question, but it's very funny that you asked this question. He did that because I have this right here. And this is Gary Holt's signature guitar. And he is... One of my favorite guitar players of all time. And he has my favorite color scheme going. So uh, I've been very attracted to um, Exodus uh, in my later years. And I feel like a complete shithead for not listening to them as much as I should have when I was younger. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, Gary's story, um, the way yeah. that Gary writes and um just you know not just music but lyrics and and the way he approaches things he's a huge inspiration to me and I feel like if we were actually you know in the same space we'd be fast friends Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough to have this guy in the band because for my birthday he got me a cameo from Gary and and that was like a spike through my head when that when that hit that was that was so freaking cool i heard gary holt say our band name he knows my
6: appointment
5: it's awesome so gary holt is definitely like uh at least my modern a my modern day inspiration
6: i'll give you i'll jump on that for one second too because it's a it's a cool story but so when i was playing in sick of it all a million years ago um one of the first that so we were doing a lot of like northeast states and all that stuff this is when um uh um blood sweat and no tears came out so um I wound up doing all the initial touring for it and I forget where we were but we had a couple of dates with Exodus and um I'm like I'm like this kid I was just this kid and I you know I'm like trying to figure things out and like holy shit now I'm like you know I'm on tour and I'm playing with Exodus who I absolutely loved and I'm playing in this amazing band you know whole thing and I remember playing frisbee with Gary in uh in the parking lot and just him being the nicest guy in the world you know and as a guy who is really young and talking about molding like he was just hanging out like he wasn't I mean, it was just daytime and there was nothing else to do and he's like hey you know it's you know just really cool so there's a story right. old story for you nice
4: Gary's a great guy and then uh uh any message that you guys have, I mean, we've mentioned, you know, quite a few of our connections to our, our military. And I always like to, uh, you know, give them, give them a shout out, but any message you have for our military members currently serving overseas?
6: You want to go first? You want me to go first?
4: Well, I do.
5: Um, I actually, sorry to go off camera for a second. Um, so, I come from a family of military i never joined um i think i probably should have but i'm glad i didn't for how my life went but i have family currently in the military um on both sides my wife's side uh had military as well um one uh my my brother-in-law kevin uh passed away during covid uh this is my little piece of him here um I carry him with me whenever we go out of town. Um, and uh, my uh, my stepbrother, Joey, is still active service in the Army uh, with his wife and his family. Uh, and I, uh, I'm a big supporter of uh, the veterans, um, whether it be a veteran's benefit, a uh, closed drive, uh, just going, making sure everybody has food for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm a Freemason. Uh, so we do a lot of uh, Veterans Benefits, and I was fortunate enough uh, this past summer to play a, uh, a Veterans Benefit show down in South Jersey as a fill-in for a band, Weapon X, um, where we raised a lot of money for uh, for the, uh, the American Warrior Foundation uh, and you know, they're super special to us. Um, people don't understand, you know, freedom's only one generation away. And if, yeah. if you don't give a fuck about it, it, it could be gone just like that. And the people that are keeping it there are those people that are in the uniforms. You know, yeah. no matter what branch it is, they're the most important people that you really should honor and respect. Um, every time I see somebody that's, that's, uh, that's serving or served, I make a point to it to thank them and let them know that they're appreciated Uh, because there's too many people, especially like I live, I'm from the Bronx. I live in New York. um, I see too many people just like shit on all that stuff here, you know, and, you know, not being political or anything. It's just people are so detached, you know, because they've never experienced it. You know, live a day in your shoes and, you know, you'll know what kind of man you are. You know, and like for you, you you know that, uh, you know, you might have felt like he was blowing your spot up in the bar when he was announcing you being the biggest badass in there. Right. When he was standing on the bar. But point is, how many other people that served were in there with you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, it's either you respect it or you, you, you just don't know what you should be respecting. And people really should understand that. So if there's any message for that, it'd be great.
4: Yeah, yeah. And like you said, we're like a generation away from losing it all, man. And if what we have been through since like 2020 as a nation hasn't woken everybody up yet, man, I don't know what, you know. Uh, it going blows to my work. mind
5: how old we are that uh, 2001 is yeah. like a history lesson now,
4: you know. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was when that shit happened in the city, you know. Yeah. It's, my youngest wasn't even born yet. You know, my oldest was just a year old man. Just, you know, and that was just like, for me, I was just like, cause I mean, it was just like fun and games in the reserves and the Navy and stuff during that time. And then it got real. And then it was just like, and then I had a baby, you know? yeah. So, That's but, uh, cool. but yeah, man, you know, just like, I appreciate that message. And, uh, um, I don't know Max if you wanted to add anything or yeah, so so well first of
6: all I think it's important to note that I'm that I also haven't served right and so the thing that that I always I had a really interesting conversation this summer um, just just I was at the beach and wound up talking to this guy who uh, was a young veteran and I think I'm echoing Frank's message on this part which is if you if you haven't been involved you just don't know um, and things that, 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 that happen to service people, certain things you, you would never, you would never think of, right? Just daily things that I, you know, are horrible. Um, and you're trying to do the right thing for the right reason, which I think is, uh, is, is an amazing, amazing idea. So I don't know what it's like. I can't tell you that I lived it. Um, and the other thing that that kind of is, is just always been surprising to me, and it's not necessary; it has, doesn't really have to do with active, so much is um, the history of the VA, and it really, really bugs me that we don't take care of service people once they're out. Um, I don't know what your experiences are like specifically, but. A lot of my family members and people that I've talked to are always struggling to get what they need or what they were promised. Let's say, yeah, from the VA, and it's just like this whole huge bureaucracy thing to just get medication, you know. Yeah. Um, and that that really that that kind of stuff really bothers me. Um, so, I absolutely salute um, active service people, and I hope that when they do retire, um, or, or get out, um, that they have a, a they have a, as much smooth sailing as possible, um, getting what they were promised.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, I will say, you know, I'm not like by no means like a huge advocate for the VA. I've done most of my like healing and stuff through uh you know veteran ran organizations outside the va you know yeah, yeah. um but uh it, it it has come a long way from where it originally oh, that's was, great to hear. You know? now that i'm in the system like i do get you know I, i'll give they're, they're finally taking this like whole health approach now with like before it's like just getting chiropractic care was like unheard of you know yeah, yeah. now they're finally Getting into more of the holistic stuff, and it's not all just throwing pills at, at you. So, yeah, progress, man. It's still got a long way to go, but definitely, definitely I'm progress. Glad to, I'm
6: glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm really glad yeah. to hear that. Cause as, uh, like I said, there was a conversation I had this summer and then um, um, with a few people for some reason in the past year um, about this stuff and to add the, the stress. From what from what I understand, to add the stress onto the whatever the issues are is just it's unfair. So anyway, like I said, I I hope for the best and smooth sailing.
4: Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Um, well, man, I really appreciate you know uh, your guys's time today and having this conversation. And I love you know as much as I love you know I know you know we got to hit the hit the bullet points and promote albums and you know, the band and stuff like that, I personally enjoy getting to know the people, you know, and uh you guys, you know, got to learn a lot about you guys today. And I'm glad to, uh honored to have had this conversation with you guys today. And hopefully, uh, you know, let me know when another demon's going to come through Cleveland and play. Definitely hit that show, man. Absolutely. We, we appreciate you, man.
6: Thank you
5: so yeah, much for having us.
6: I'm, I'm going to say, t- yeah, too like it, to 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 be as interactive with uh, with you was so great today. You know, I mean, we could easily have gone right just for, you know, whatever promo stuff and all that. But you're right. It's not it's nowhere near as much fun. So, you know, it was awesome, awesome to get to know you. And it will be fun to, uh, you know, to see you in, in real, you know, in real life and do the whole hug and handshake thing, man. It was. So yeah, cool. yeah, and exactly. Thank you- and thank you for you know for having us here. It was it was just so fucking cool, man. It's really yeah, cool. for
4: sure. I, Hopefully, I I did hit the we did hit the important bullet. So that's not the that we, yeah yeah we did great right. we did great. Right.
6: Point yeah. is, <laughs> this was awesome. Three way yeah, awesome, man. It's awesome.
4: Well, great, man. Great, great talking with you guys, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'll be I'll be checking it out, man. And awesome. if we uh,
5: if we come to Cleveland, we to go to Melt or something like that, and uh, get some. Dinner, oh yeah, right?
4: for sure. I'm friends with Matt, the owner, so yeah, I'll we'll hit heck. that place awesome. up. <laughs> That'll awesome. be a cheap day. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so have a, <laughs> have a
6: great holiday. The best to uh, to you and uh, your your daughters, um, and uh, we'll see you soon.
3: And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Hootoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10 percent off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B O O N D O G 10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream, daddy. It's spelled D R E E M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best, and you know that's right. So tell them, dream, daddy, and your brand from today's boondoggle sent you.
4: www.anchor.fm forward slash todaysboondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo be sure to subscribe, comment download and listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Play, Spreaker and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
2: For tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's boondoggle.